What's up, party people? This is Alex Waltz, and you're listening to Bitcoin Reservations. And today I'm here with Nick. Nick, what's happening, man? Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, love the enthusiasm as usual. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, um, a man of, of, of uh, little words, but even though there were little words, you guys released them. Um, you guys updated the software for the Mercury Wallet now, and you can do coin swaps on uh, on Testnet right now. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, so we finally got it all working together. It's still in test, so the UI is still a bit needs some love. But you know, we wanted to you know, show that the back end works. So it's essentially, what's going on? It's the ability to to send around and swap private keys, which sounds very simple, but there's a there's a lot of kind of complexity under the covers. You know, we're using the two party ECDSA to kind of shard the key. And essentially, you're sending around a shard of that key or a split of that key. And yeah, we're excited. We're hoping, yeah, I'm not going to make any promises, but we're hoping that we'll be in some sort of soft launch in, in about a couple of months' time. Well, that, that sounds great. I played with it a bit, to be honest with you. And I will admit, that, uh, I was a bit confused because I couldn't understand what was really happening there, which is expected from the beta software. Yeah. But so for, from what I understand, like, you guys actually, so in a normal state chain, the thing is like, the signing is done blindly, right? But the way you Correct. guys do it, you actually blind the, the, the sending of the keys. You don't blind the signing. Or am I missing something here? Yeah, I don't think that's related. I mean, it's not, well, there isn't a normal state chain because we're the only ones that have built one. But I mean, yeah, the original, perfect. yeah, the original paper from uh, Ruben Samso, we, we deviated. I mean, a lot of his assumptions are around L2, which, you know, is, is, is not happening yet. So we're doing some sort of kind of like two-party CLSA and we're not using adapter signatures. We're using what's available in Bitcoin right now. And I think he, he obviously, he mentioned that having a federation, we're not a federation. We're just one single entity. We use kind of um, Intel SGX to prove we've deleted the key rather than having those kind of proofs done across a federation. So there's, there's a lot of subtle differences, which, but this all had to be coded from the ground up. So it's you know, been a lot of work. No, fair enough, fair enough. And the thing is, like, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to, like, say, like, uh, this is different than the whatever was in the white paper, because at the end of the day, a product needs to be practical and you have to make trade-offs, yeah. right? I didn't know that. Yeah, and we, we, the white paper from Ruben Samson could not be implemented today simply because he, when he wrote it, he was, he wrote it on the back of L2, which, you know, we so, haven't even got taproot yet. So who knows when L2 is going to happen? You know, these, these so, things so take that, a while. So that L2 thing is, is, is some form of like a shortcut somehow that you don't have to keep all the states. You just keep one thing that compresses all the Yeah, history. so it's basically, I think it's the actual opt-code is uh, any output, sign any output type thing. So basically you can up, update outputs of a signature or of a transaction. And yeah, I think the Lightning guys are quite keen to have that as well because I think that would allow them to do channel factories and things like that. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's a long way away. I mean, it hasn't even been... It's not even being debated right now in Bitcoin Core. They're still debating Taproot. So I, I have no idea when it's going to come. I mean, two, three, four years, who knows? No, fair enough. That, that, that's if, and it may not ever happen. So, you know, in four years' time, Bitcoin could be a multi-trillion dollar network. <laughs> there may be a lot of hesitancy to make any changes to it. So it's a long way away. No, that, that's a fair argument. Well, anyway, if you guys want to try the wallet out, because I did, uh, you can find it on mercurywallet.com. We're going to have a link there. And mm -hmm. I don't know, I think it was cool because, um, well, again, this is the first implementation of this. So I got pretty excited about it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let, let's go to the next topic. So speaking of, um, if we're still on the subject of privacy, technology and everything like that, I have a, I have a tweet here by TDiv 
from Samurai Wallet, and he says very clearly, at Nopara73, go fuck yourself. The resentment will continue without end. Nice train wreck, by the way. So what he's referring to is that a few days before the tweet happened, uh, Marty, ben, no, no, sorry, uh, Matt O'Dell held this uh, podcast where he had open noms, which was kind of representing joint markets. Uh, Nopara uh, from Wasabi Wallet and him was kind of thinking the sound of the uh, Samurai Wallet. And they started talking about they just wanted to have the debate, the debate everyone, everyone is waiting for. And mm -hmm. um, I didn't listen to all of it. I listened to the end. It was three hours long. And I, I guess they started really disagreeing on what defaults they should have and whatever. And, you know, there wasn't any anything moved forward. And at the end, Nopara says that. So Matt asks him, Nopara, can you say here on record that the samurai guys are not spooks? And he, he makes a very long pause and he goes like, I don't want to get any resentment from anyone or anything like that. And that's what this is referring to. What's your take on this whole thing, by the way? I mean, if you take away the bravado, there's actually some interesting trade-offs on both from a privacy point of view. So there's been some interesting debate there, but ultimately it's, it's got a bit out of hand. It does seem that the samurai guys are taking it to a new level on, on uh, insults and stuff. But I think the, one of the most interesting things has been that when they both started accusing each other of being FBI spoofs or something, mm -hmm. which I thought was quite interesting. But I mean, I guess the samurai guys are saying, I think the way that Wasabi works, they're kind of incentivized to have a bigger anonymity set because they charge more. And I think, I think the samurai guys were saying that a lot of that volume's fake. Uh, I think that comes down to a gist of it. And I think some of the Wasabi guys are questioning a lot of the privacy on Samurai because I think, like, I don't know what, but a lot of them are not using, uh, they, they keep the, um, I think they the, keep the, the XPUBs or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the Samurai guys will attack. They seem to be angry at everyone. I saw they were attacking Blockstream Liquid the other day as well. So I think there's, there's, there's a lot of um, kind of firepower there. There's a lot of uh, forcefulness. Yeah, well, you are very right. I should have mentioned that there was this thing that they were saying that the way they so in, in the way you have the pricing in Wasabi Wallet, you pay per anonymity set, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, they were saying that when they so if they are actually using their own product, like, you're not getting an anonymity set, right? So why should I pay as a customer? And there was mm -hmm. a lot of they got into this and whatever. But but yeah, the, the samurai guys are are, are, are kind of crazy at this point man they're gonna like they're not like they criticize someone they're gonna go through your throat like even if you don't do anything bad like what does liquid has to do with every any fucking thing right well some people see liquid as a potentially privacy solution i mean because it does support confidential transactions so you could in theory send your money to liquid you know, send it a few places come back i i don't know they seem very pro they're like the purest of bitcoin maximalists like they see anything that's not Bitcoin as uh, an insult, whether that's lightning, whether that's liquid, whether that's whatever. Yeah, and I don't know if that's going to work. Weirdly enough, their product is really good. They're really good at creating a, a good product, like UX, anything. Like, it's a it's a good product. It looks nice. It feels nice, right? I don't understand mm -hmm. how, how they, they just fail to get a point. It's the same thing with liquid, man. It's like it's a trade-off it's not made for everyone you know and the fact that it has the confidential transactions it, it's it's not necessarily like for a cypherpunk reason as far as the blockstream said it's more like they wanted to make sure that traders when they use it you can't see what's happening on chain, you know yeah i've never actually used samurai because it's android only but i i know that i know their backend code quite well it's quite clean i mean they've done a good job but you know who's, who knows it's I think it's an interesting debate. I mean, if you if you look at what they're saying and forget about all the kind of insults and stuff, there's some 
no, no one's got perfect privacy and there's no, there's trade-offs in both and it's it's worth understanding because it's probably one of the more interesting things happening in bitcoin to be honest I think these two companies, and I said this so many times, there's only two relevant companies right now that do something because they, at the end of the day, their product is used and they're getting paid mm -hmm. for it. Like they, they, mm -hmm. they don't have to, they're making money right now. Like the market priced them in both. So they're not LARPing or anything. So yeah. No, and if you look at privacy stuff, they're actually not dominating the market. Um, you know, in terms of mixers, it's kind of, I think there's, there's been reports that the centralized mixers actually do a lot more. So they really? don't actually, yeah, yeah. If, there was a, um, there was a report last year, or maybe the year before, by one of you know the, the surveillance companies, you know, your friends, the the people that do like on-chain surveillance, and they said majority of mixing is actually done in centralized mixers. Well, I'm not surprised by that because I think well, totally custodian. So you're totally at the mercy of that uh, a website registered in somewhere you don't know. And, you know, it's high risk. You, you send your Bitcoin in. You don't know if you're going to get it back, but that's still very much the... Um... I mean, you don't even know if it's mixed, first of all. Think about <laughs> yeah. it like that. You don't yeah. even know what you take so you're getting back. Like, nope. like there could be a, a, an FBI agent behind it and keeping yeah. track of everything. You're, you know? you're right. You're right. But they yeah, have but, the majority, easily. But imagine, like, being someone who uses these things uh, for whatever reason. It's hard to follow this debate. Like, I, I don't even think I follow the debate to this point, again, which I could have a an educated decision or, or, or say like this is like this or this is like that imagine someone who's not technical or anything so yeah i don't know you have a you can steal their lunch by the way <laughs> you have an opportunity to steal their lunch here i think people are very territorial in this space where we wouldn't say that i think we'll attract a different users people like you yeah Th that is very true that is very territorial. well anyway anyway we'll, we'll see how what, what's going to happen with this and um, mm -hmm. But but privacy is one of those things in Bitcoin which is really important, not from an ideological point of view. For, forget all this fucking cypherpunk jerking off if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, even though it is relevant, I'm just using that word playfully. You can't have money that's not fungible, okay? Mm -hmm. that, that, that's why it's really important we, we, we fucking have privacy. So uh, And the market is going to price this in. And no mm -hmm. matter what we're going to use, Lightning or whatever, main chain privacy is still going to be relevant and main chain transactions actually going to exist. So there's an interesting market to be had there you know yeah i think it's going to be huge i you know no one wants to use bitcoin and then reveal their whole transaction history or their, their spend history i mean i think some of the interesting things what happens when bitcoin fees start going up how, how are people going to use these things because you have to do two or three mixes on both and i think that will that'll be interesting well and you you definitely seem to to, to have this in mind and you looked at this because your model mm -hmm. kind of like like really uh, is prepared for this and, and it's not like it's hoping like this is obvious that's going to happen you know yeah 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 obviously i don't know we're gonna have to see but like uh, there's also the other component and then we can move after this uh you can have the best technology the but the, it's really important how you market it and you bring that product to the people right that's the mm -hmm. one who's going to be most used absolutely okay well anyway uh okay we can move on from the topic of privacy next up we have something that was really interesting. Let's move to something a bit more light, okay? Let's move to something a bit more relaxed, okay? Let's move to something that anyone can handle. And over here, I have a, a Paris Hilton's uh, Twitter, and she changed her new profile. She, she, she's sitting like this. Uh, I don't know if I should make a mean comment or something. I don't want to get sued or something like that. She looks like she's getting ready to... Anyway, I'm not going to make the comment. She has laser eyes. She has laser eyes, okay? She has laser eyes right now. And also, a few days before, I think it was actually right on the 1st of April, uh, Teletubbies also got laser eyes. What's your comment on this? 
what you normally show famous people, celebrities, and I have no idea who they are. I actually know who she is. So, uh, I've actually and I've actually met her in 2003. I don't believe you. How? Yeah, I Get did. The fuck out of here. I I was traveling backpacking Australia, and she was in a nightclub with a friend and two massive bouncers in a in a surfer's paradise. And you know she was dancing on the night floor, and uh, I met her and I, I, we had a brief chat. And uh, I didn't know she was famous back then. I was with this uh, an American guy who just left Iraq. He was like there you know, doing military stuff. And he said, oh, that's Paris Hilton. I went, what's that? <laughs> so I did speak to her and had a drink. So uh, I do know who she is. So didn't didn't ever speak to her again. But um, yeah, it's cool. What are the fucking uh, chances? Well, but anyway, what? okay, forget about that. Yeah. Uh, even though that's a cool story. But what do you think the fact that, that like, she, by the way, she's super well-known. Like, like she, I don't think you can get more famous than, than her. Like, she's that's one great. of the most... She's obviously going to attract people to Bitcoin that me and you are not going to attract. So, uh, and the more people in Bitcoin, the higher the price, the better that me and you are. So it's, it's a positive. hundred percent. She, so she has 17, uh, 70 million uh, followers mm -hmm. and in her bio says here, click on the link below to listen to my new episode of Paris. If this is Paris pod discussing mm -hmm. NFTs with my friend and mentor, Will Spark Pro. Who is this Will Spark Pro? I didn't even check this before. I don't know what no this idea. is. My phone's anyway. going crazy, but yeah, I mean, she's clearly going to attract people to crypto that, or Bitcoin, and yeah, there'll be stupid NFTs of her and stuff, but it's 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 fine. It's it's going to attract people to uh, the space that me and you couldn't get. That is very true, and also the Teletubbies, like Teletubbies, man. This meme, like I I feel that uh I kind of didn't got on 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 board with the laser eyes memes because mm -hmm. I thought it was stupid and very ship like, and I don't have laser eyes. But I'm, I'm looking right now, and I was like, everyone is getting them, man. You know. I think Paris Hilton is, you know, putting signs in you to maybe do laser eyes. I mean, it's it's changing. Yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see. I'm I'm gonna get laser eyes when no one wears them anymore. You know, I'm yeah. a bit hipster like that. Well, anyway, dude, this is mainstream, by the way. If you ever like, this is the the most obvious sign that this is happening right now, and this is mainstream. I don't know what more do you want, like. It's happening. It's happening, and we're not going back anymore right now. And the more no. I see those things, the more confident I am. Yeah, we just need the on-off ramps to be better. I still think it's hard for the average Joe to buy Bitcoin. And I think that's, if Paris Hilton's tweeting about it, it's going to become easier. There's a market there. Yeah, yeah I definitely agree with that. Well, we're just going to have to see how these products evolve. But mm -hmm. I still think that in five years from now, we're going to look back and we're going to see like how addresses and all these things that are using how they look so ar archaic like the same way you would look in the 90s and we used to thought like uh, i don't know maybe or in, even in the early 2000s like oh my god the technology is so good right now and it's crap compared to 2000 you know it's, it's like it's like yeah. oh my god how can you use that anymore it's like we're surfing the internet with ip addresses like you're telling me oh go on this website and you're giving me 452.11.66 that, that's essentially what we're doing right now we are exactly at that point right now yeah. i agree i feel we're exactly there well, okay, speaking of, of things like this, uh, we have here, um, okay, how do I start this? We, speaking of, uh, of uh, easy to digest things, we have here a, a TikTok. I don't know where I found this TikTok. There's this girl, she's hot, by the way, uh, and she bought a mining rig. She said she's put in 5,100 uh, US dollars. She brought some GPU cards, and she's explaining very calmly how she has a passive income now. And she's gonna like uh, fucking uh, mine. I don't know whatever she's mining. Oh, she's mining Ethereum. You know, what do you think about this one? I 
I hadn't seen this, and I think this is the first time I've been on TikTok. So thank you. Again, I think it's great. It's building, bringing people in that I, I wouldn't be able to bring in that you couldn't bring in. I mean, how old is she? 16, 17? That's... She looks she looks way older than that. What are you talking okay. about? Wait a minute. She, she can't be fucking 16. I just right. said she's hot, dude. She can't be fucking 16. She looks like a teenager. Come on. She looks like she's in her uh, early 20s, I guess. Right. I don't know. That looks like a college dorm or something. That doesn't look like a... I don't know. What? I don't... Wait a minute. Now, now I'm curious. Now we have to investigate. Well, it doesn't say anything here. Actually, no, no. Clearly, she's above sixteen. Um, I'm, I'm, my eyes are focusing. I'm Early twenties. Her profile, and I think she's. I, I hope she's. Anyway, regardless, who, who the fuck cares? Well, yeah, but do you think she's really gonna? Do you think that's gonna be profitable for her? Probably not. But she's learning mining. I mean, you know, do you know how to still mine? I didn't. I didn't know people were still mining in in, in dorm rooms. Well, I mined in the dorm rooms, I'll tell you that. And uh, Yeah, you mined in the dorm rooms when it was profitable. I mean, this, I, mean I guess she's doing a fair in mining. But. I don't know if it would... Pro we can talk about how profitable and not profitable it was because I got those butterfly loves like one year later or something. So, But anyway, I, I don't think like... I mean, she put in $5,100. She could have... She would, even, if, even if I think buying Ethereum is stupid, even if she would have bought Ethereum for that money, it would have been better because mm -hmm. she says she's going to get her money back in five months. Like... I don't think so. If this is going on how it is right now, and, and even the hash rate keeps going up, you're gonna be done for it, okay? So I don't know. I, I think she's just gonna get just gonna get burned. And she spent a lot of money which she could have used for anything else. I don't know. But it gets her into the system. I mean, how many people do you know got into Bitcoin or crypto virus scam but stayed? A lot. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of people who did that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, maybe I she, maybe she read somewhere if you buy this, you make free money. You know, she's probably. Clearly, I don't think she's going to make money until, unless Ethereum goes to 20K, which I, I've seen a lot of those memes and I don't think that's going to happen. And um, But, you know, it gets her into it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that is fair. Um, but you know what? There's something about mining because I've noticed this happen like uh, it used to be even uh, way more back in the day. You hear about Bitcoin, you get to the point where you're convinced it's a thing, and you get you feel you need to get into mining. Didn't you notice this? Like everyone somehow defaults to mining for whatever reason. I think there's something. I mean, the first time I really heard about Bitcoin was a guy that I was training with, like training like physical activities, and he said, "Oh, Bitcoin, you can print money." There's this concept of having hardware at home or something that's basically just printing money. I, I think that's something attractive, and that's kind of where I, I got down the rabbit hole. That's when I started taking it seriously. And obviously when I started, I think when I started looking about it, I think it had already moved to GPU, so that wasn't an option. But there's something attractive about that, you know. And I remember going on YouTube, and there was all these guys that had all these massive GPU farms in their, in their cellar and stuff. And, you know, I think that's part of being part of a global financial system, but doing it yourself, there's something cool about that. Oh, yeah. I, but, but it was the same for me. Like, as soon as I realized this, I was like, I need to get my hands on something. And well, there weren't that many things you could do because at least now you could say, oh, I'll start a business and I'll accept Bitcoin. But back then there was like, that was the only thing. Everyone was into, a lot of people were into mining anyway. Back in the Yeah. Day. And it, there's not the same. I mean, look, you know, people argue you should run a node. It's not the same thing. You mean running yeah. a node in mining? Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, you know, it's not it's not as attractive. It's not you don't feel you're part of the network as much as mining, I think.
I mean, you know, the thing is, like, I think you really need to have in-depth knowledge to understand what really a node does. Like, come on, seriously. Like, because you understand you're verifying your transactions, yes, but really understand the fact that... But how many people people who run a node actually verify their transactions? They're just running a node to say they run on a node. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I 100% agree with you. Like, I'll be honest with you. uh, I don't want to docs my setup and how i use my stuff and whatever mm-hmm. and but sometimes i i have some nodes and i connect to my phone with them but sometimes because of my setup it doesn't work and i will fuck that i don't i don't need that you know and i i make one transactions a month or something anyway so you know it doesn't really matter that much but yeah running a node isn't like again and the, the thing is like at least when you do this thing you see that uh, you see that number going up when you see that you're mm-hmm. mining and, and you made that money there's a weird feeling you know it, it, that's to mm-hmm. just you're a cock i have to say you know <laughs> i think the last time i mined bitcoin was remember the 21 devices from 21.co yes, yes, the bad boxes the 400 dollar raspberry pis i, I was yes. one of the idiots that paid for that <laughs> do you still have it no 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 it didn't last long it kind of broke after a while oh man these are gonna go up for so much money you should have kept it Really? Well, they're going to be collectibles. Think about it. It's the first mining device like that. I if you go I... on eBay, they're really expensive right now. Well, really, they're more expensive than what you paid for. God, I always thought it was a bad investment. I paid four hundred dollars for it. Well, definitely, it's a bad investment. You have bought yeah. Bitcoin for that. You realize yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was into that. I remember Balaji, was it Balaji Sankrinas? He was talking about how people were going to mine from their fridge. Their toaster was going to mine. I, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was that was very cool. <laughs> well, anyway, speaking of uh, speaking of mining, uh, mm-hmm. we have the next topic here. We have a tweet from Crypto Watch, and uh, the tweet shows it's on the 29th of March. It shows that the Bitcoin's mining hash rate just hit a new all-time high. So forget about like hobby people mining. Like these are the real like the people who are mining here. These are like uh, people with big balls. What mm-hmm. what do you think about this? How do you feel about the, this thing? How do you feel about the you know? What? Tell me how do you also feel about this metric, like uh, the cash rate. I never really pay attention to it, to be honest. I, I tend to pay attention to how many mining pools there are and stuff, how kind of that's spread out, mm-hmm. if I'm Why? honest here. Um, well, I mean, I look at, I think there's a stat I look about mining to see if, you, if the mining, miners are dumping or what, if they're in profit, that's a good, that's a good you know, indicator of a healthy industry. But I guess because of my background, some of the things I've wanted to do in Bitcoin, I would rather there be a bit more um, decentralized mi- mining. Right. Well, we need it to be decentralized because if the mining is decentralized, we're going to have some problems, you know? Yeah, but I guess, you know, obviously, you know, I worked in the sidechain business. A lot of a lot of the reasons why you don't have true kind of like trustless sidechains is because the mining is quite centralized and people don't trust the miners in terms of like merge mining commitments back into the main Bitcoin blockchain. So... Uh, yeah, I'd like to see that a bit more spread out. But anyway, it is what so it wait, is. Wait, so, 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 so the main criticism. Uh, so, if you would have like a non-federated sidechain, that's what I'm trying to say, right? Like, like a proper, proper decentralized sidechain, right? You need yeah. somehow the miners to also take care of the pegging ins and pegging outs, correct? Only the peg back. Uh, sorry, not the peg out. The peg back in. Why? So is pe- that? I don't understand. Well, so peg out, you're just sending to another address. Uh, that, that's correct. fine. But to peg back in, you want to be able to merge. The original idea was that. The miners would mi- would would merge merge mine that back in to the main chain, but you know because there's only a few kind of mining pools that you needed some sort of I can't remember it was some sort of commitment of the block hash back in and I think with the way mining ended up being not really decentralized that was seen that you needed changes I think your friends wanted to apply changes to do that drive chain stuff 
Yeah. And that's why kind of Blockstream never went in that direction. Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, so, so do you think that's why we don't have like uh, side chains like that? Or do you think it's just because people don't have a use for them right now? I think it's, a, well, I think the reason, it's going back on my memory now, but the reason why, yes, because of the centralization of mining, that's why you saw uh, approaches to decentralized mining. Do you remember the better hash or Stratum V2? That was Isn't a way. Matt, Matt Carello's thing? Yes, I think it was originally done by Matt Carella. Now it's become Stratum V2. And they basically, basically, rather than having like, you know, five or six mining pools that run a node, it kind of forces all the miners to run nodes. And, you know, it gives more say to the miners as opposed to just the, uh, the mining pools. Okay, so let's say right now the mining isn't cent like let's say we, we're we're super convinced that the mining isn't centralized. I don't know how, but we are okay. Yeah. And uh, I don't care what, but and it's done. It's used right now. Would you think it would make? Would you be more interested in trying to build products like in side chains because of that? Would you Would you try to do that then? Me personally, no, because I think the world's moved on and a lot of that innovation has moved to things like other blockchains. But I think it would be good because I think people like, you know, the guy you speak to a lot, was it Paul Stark from DriveChips? Yeah. It'd be cool to see if his thing could work and it would create more innovation, I think. I mean, well, problem... I wouldn't, yeah. No, I think no, it'd, be a good... it'd be great to see that happen because maybe maybe innovation would move back. I can't, you can't guarantee it. I wouldn't touch it, but I think it would be great because there are hobbyists. I mean, I think he's full-time, isn't he, Paul Stark? It'd be great yeah. to see if his drive chain does work. I mean, I'm, I'm all for innovation. I mean, I also think it would it would be interesting. Well, when you think about it, it's clear we're going to have other type of change linked to the Bitcoin. It's just so obvious we need it, right? Uh, the question mm -hmm. is how how to get him. But he needs a beep for his thing, and I don't know. I I don't I didn't saw him putting any effort to be. He's not good at being territorial and yelling about things and getting people on his side to fight well, for something. And that's why he's not getting that beep. He's not going to get that beep in. That's the only problem, you know. Yeah, I mean, there was an attempt years ago. I remember he was involved in that. It's hard. Look, let's be honest. It's hard to get anything into Bitcoin because of yeah, yeah. Segwit. Let's be honest. There's a lot of damage there, and um, you know, look at the Taproot stuff. I mean, I'm not really paying attention, but there's a lot of debate on the on the on the on the, on the in the groups and in how to enable that. So, but that seems yeah. to be the, the the only debate right now in Taproot because people agree on everything else. The point is like, how do we deploy this? And some people want to be a bit more neutral. Some people wanted to say like, uh, we should have alternate software. Uh, some people uh, said we're going to make our own and it's going to be uh, user-activated software. But then it's like, are you going to run some software by some other people? So that's, uh, that's the debate that's happening. But they agreed on the tech, right? As far as I get it. Yeah, I think the, I think the miners are signaling about in the high 80%. I think there's a lot of internal debate. Should it be kind of like a, a UASF? Should it be a minor mining signaling? I think someone came up with a, a kind of a, a good approach a few weeks ago. The, the, the far, you, you probably heard of it, the fast or the quick, something that was going to speed it up. So I think it's moved on from then. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, so you, you say you don't follow the hash rate that much, though. But, you know, the, the more hash rate there is, the more secure is the network, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, that, that's a big debate. How, how secure does the network need to be? Do you, I don't know that answer. But do, do you, okay, let me ask you this. Do you think uh, that 10 years, 20 years from now, right? Do you think that the hash rate is going to just keep rising and rising and rising? Or do you think it's going to reach a plateau at some point? I think it will keep on rising. I mean, I think one of the bigger issues in Bitcoin is what happens when the miners are not incentivized to mine anymore. Uh, but when will that happen? Because there's always going to be mining fees, right? Well, at some point, we're going to hit, hit the 21 million or get to a point yeah. where it's quite small 
and if the transaction fees are not enough to, to incentivize miners, or if they're not consistent enough, then there's a security risk to Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, and that's why Monero, I'm, I'm not shilling Monero here, but that's why they have constant inflation, I think, of 0.3%, so that they always feel that the miners will be incentivized to mine. Right, right. I don't know. I mean, as far as I understand, it, I, I, I'm fairly confident, and this is just my gut feeling, that uh, the fees are going to be enough. Because if this is used, like, there's just going to be fees. And um, I think in the, even probably in the next four, in the next three years or something, uh, it's going to get to the point where the fees are going to be more more than the, than the block. Because we had moments like this, and sometimes there are blocks like that even now, you know? Yeah. I mean, yes. it's not a problem for a while, but it's, it's something you've got to be mindful of. And I think that a lot of the arguments in the, the, the kind of like uh, the Bitcoin cash days versus Bitcoin was that if everything moved to lightning, then there'd be no, uh, you know, there'll be no trans. There won't be enough transactions to secure the network. And but I not that I believe concern. No, I don't believe that was at all. But if you remember the, the Bitcoin cash, Bitcoin ABC wars, that was the debate that basically, you know, the Bitcoin core developers are going to push everything to lightning and there'll be no on-chain transactions. And then in 20 years time, the thing will be insecure. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense because no. no matter how much activity you have on Lightning, first of all, the, Lightning has a certain type of transaction, and and there's on chain is a different type of transaction, and they're always gonna be on chain transactions, no matter what. I don't care how much we we scale, I don't care how many layers we have, you still have to get back to some chain at some point. That's the most trustless uh, way, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So and anyway, there's like opportunity cost. There's like capital being locked. Like it's a different thing. It's it's a different thing. Okay, so you're not excited about the fucking all all time high. All right, Nick, let's move on. Sorry, <laughs> let's move on. Okay, what do we have here? We have a we have a tweet here. Uh, there's this woman called Laura Sheen. She's been around for like ages, dude. She's been around for like I don't remember when, and she's a a journalist or something like this, and she had Michael Saylor on. And she's yeah. asking all these dumb questions, which is a bit cringy because for someone who's been around for so many years, even if you're not technical, I mean, you thought she would have fucking, you know, learned something by now. And she's and, and the, the, he just goes and looks at her and he does this gesture like this. And then he goes like, Laura is going to go up forever, you know, yeah. and people started memeing her and dunking on her and whatever. Uh, what's your take on this? I did hear that she had no Bitcoin the other day and yeah. I was a bit surprised. I mean, look. Should people be taking profit? Yeah. But to be totally out of the game, I was a bit, to me, it was a bit weird. I mean, I just wondered how much she she knew of it. I mean, I, I don't expect her to know Bitcoin like the way I do or you do, but you would like your, I mean, look at Peter McCormack. I'm definitely not a fan of that show, but he's trying to learn it. And, you know, to like not really show any interest into the space and just be there to be a, a journalist, I thought was a bit, dubious to me <laughs> i mean you know what the fucked up part is that journalism worked in this way like if you would uh, report on assets and whatever they, you have to have this uh is deontological the word uh, i don't know what the word english word anyway you have to have the, 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 this you have to be impartial about things but you can't fucking like do that again with Bitcoin. like this is like an opportunity of 10 fucking lifetimes right this is oil is being re, re, is being discovered and you could buy this, and this is going to be worth millions of fucking dollars, right? One unit. But, but she's not like a, a CNN, I mean, you know, one of the journalists like the Squawkbox crew. She's a crypto journalist. You'd like her to believe in it. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to yeah. say, like, like, like who, the 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 she, when whoever she was writing for fucked her up big time. Like this is the opportunity in ten lifetimes, and she messed out, and now she's sour about it. And 
she got dunked on Twitter, and now she can't come out and say I was wrong. I got to own Bitcoin. She's still playing this card, and this is the worst thing you can do right now. She's in the worst fucking situation ever, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I don't. I wasn't. I'm not a fan of her. I think mean, you, you, again, she's not just like a standard run-of-the-mill journalist. She's been covering crypto for a long while. You'd like her to either be in the game or not. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, imagine, like, being all these years and seeing how these things evolve. And she talk with, again, she talks with the most relevant people in the industry. And she still couldn't, like, realize, like, hey, shit, what am I doing with my life here? Like, seriously, like, I'm missing the boat, dude, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, again, I don't have an issue with someone. To, I know I, between you and me and whoever's listening, I know a few people that have taken profit on Bitcoin above 50K. But they've still kept a position. They're still in it. You know, they're still something. I think that's quite key here. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with people taking profit. I think that's just stupid people on Twitter. Like, you have to live your life, man. And, you know, like. Yeah. I think if you've been in Bitcoin long enough and you've seen the 80% swings, someone taking profit right now is is actually a smart thing to do. Yeah, 100%. And again, Mm -hmm. even if you're not taking profit, just spending some, that's still the same as taking profit. This is just people on Twitter being dumb. But uh, yeah, but another interesting thing is that uh, yesterday Michael Saylor came in on Clubhouse. Uh, everyone started like using his avatar in a room, and they summoned him, and he came on Clubhouse. And I, I went there and I listened to the whole fucking thing, and I have to say to you, like I'm not hearing anything new from him right now. Like I got to a point where like literally he didn't say nothing that I couldn't say, right, or whatever. He says it in a nice way. Well, he, he, he's a Johnny. He's a. Let's be clear. He's a. I'm not. Here's a Johnny come lately to the Bitcoin space. I mean, he, he bought last year. He's, I think he dismissed it in 2018 or some of 2017. He didn't really have time for it. So what, what do you expect him to know that you wouldn't know? Or well, anyone else has been harping on about on podcasts. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. And it got to that rumor. People were like so starstruck by him. And they just wanted to, and some people were asking questions that, that you just wanted to ask something to talk with him. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, why are these people doing this? Like, like, like seriously, like, he, he's a great communicator. I like listening to him also. But it's like, dude, he's just telling anyone to buy Bitcoin. And, and uh, if you're a business, have Bitcoin on your balance. He's like, I got it, man. I could have told you this from the beginning, yeah, but, you know. But he's not really for the Clubhouse crowd. I mean, I've, I think you invited me to Clubhouse. I mean, it's... Yes. Yeah, it's a very much a Wall Street Brett's type crowd. His value is speaking to other company CEOs, large scale public company CEOs. That's that's who he's selling to. Well, I don't know what you you'd expect him to say to uh, the Wall Street crew, the, the Wall Street bets crew. Yeah, what's he? What value is he going to add to? Does he even know what a private key is? Has he ever even looked at one? Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I was just surprised that again that everyone he just came here and again he spent like. Uh, almost a billion dollars worth of money in Bitcoin, 700 billion. So he does deserve anyways uh, attention. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm just seeing people like getting excited and they were like, "We're learning so much from him." Like, dude, literally, I hadn't learned anything here, you know. And again, I'm not trying to be mean with the guy. He's a smart dude. Yeah, I mean, the the thing he can teach, say, people like me and you, is how do you sell this to uh, Fortune 500 companies? Yeah, but you know what I'm also realizing right now. So let's say you're like a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Like you have yeah. to be a smart motherfucker. Like that's a hard job. Like that's yeah, it could come as fuck a couple of years. We'll get there. Well, I have no doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt about it. A couple but, of years, yeah. So, so you're a CEO of a 500 company, whatever company, and now 
so you have all this data and what's going to make you choose Bitcoin right is some guy talking about it. Like, I just feel like if you're a CEO of a 500 company, I imagine you're the guy who really understands stuff and doesn't, doesn't, doesn't take decisions based on his company who's worth probably billions of dollars based on what some guy said. So I just find it weird. I was like, who are actually these people? How dumb are they then? How are they in that position? And they still need someone to, to clarify, to, to, you know, to, to nod their head. Well, it's a different proposition. I mean, okay, so he's not a normal CEO in that he has a lot of the voting rights of the companies. Yes. So, you know, he, he can make a lot of decisions. A lot of the CEOs are, are hired in. So are they going to risk as much as he would? I, I, I don't think they would. But, you know, as Bitcoin grows, 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 as it takes in more market share of the general fiat system, there's going to be more and more pressure, uh, especially, you know, with with. I think the majority of company they'll keep their cash reserve in U.S. bonds. With that not looking good, this becomes a more of a more of a compelling argument. The flip side of that is, if these you know CEOs were to take a position, what's their risk appetite going to be? If Bitcoin goes up X percent, are they going to be forced to sell pretty quickly? If Bitcoin goes down, you know Y percent, how long are they going to, are they going to be holders of last resort? There, there is a negative to bringing these kind of people into crypto, which they inevitably will come, but it's not necessarily a panacea. It's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah? Right, right. Okay, so um, let me ask you this. Do you guys hold any? You don't have to answer this if you don't. Do you guys hold any Bitcoin like as a company? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. So then it's kind of obvious. It makes sense, right? I mean, it doesn't take too but, much. But, you know, for, for crypto companies, there's also other issues. Um, you probably know about this better as well as I do. It's very hard for any company software house touching the word bitcoin or blockchain to have a bank account yeah so crypto actually solves a purpose like you, you i go to a normal bank and say oh can i have a, a bank account they say what do you do blockchain get out right yeah let me ask you something else though so do you do you realize that so let's say right now you're a company let's say you said you have i don't know uh, let's say you have a, have a million dollar of worth of capital and some of it it's working some of it a big chunk of it is sitting somewhere right and yeah. now and let's say you really understand bitcoin well you're kind of get you're in a position right now to say if i literally buy bitcoin from all this money like i don't we don't have to do anything for the next five years you know that's mm -hmm. the thing so i think it's a really weird uh, and and by the way if you're a company who doesn't work in bitcoin or does something else like you're never gonna outperform Bitcoin. like if you're not tesla if you're not like a big company literally you should take a vacation and buy bitcoin you know yeah but you never know when you need that money in the future i mean yeah but, Bitcoin's but, you, could volatile. Half, but you could use like you could use 10 so you have a million dollars you can use 10 percent or something and buy bitcoin in five years you're still going to make a lot of money on that right that's that's not guaranteed i mean look at it you believe that but you it's not guaranteed, guaranteed? You, you, no you, i don't i actually i'm i'm not necessarily pessimistic on bitcoin but i still see it as having huge risk I think there is risk, and I think that even though, again, it, 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 from where it got right now, and maybe for us it feels, for me at least, it feels uh, uh, I'm, I'm a bit too enthusiastic. I, I acknowledge there is that risk. But I feel that uh, the risk is almost like, I don't know, almost negligible right now. I think there's still huge risk. I mean... But do you think it will go to zero? No, no, no. no. Right? But do, I, do you think you know, it's not gonna go? Do you think it's not gonna be a hundred thousand at least in five years or something? There's no way that's not gonna be true, right? I I try not to think that far ahead. I think we're gonna make an all-time high this year. I okay. think we're gonna finish, but five years, who knows? Okay, I I think I think there's huge risks available. I mean, you know, there's 
there's software rigs, there's regulation risk. Yeah, who, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, it looks like big um, you know, central banks are going to come out with their own currency. You know, if China is already pushing a digital yuan, are they going to turn on Bitcoin? I'm just well, saying it's not a safe thing. It's sure, it's not. sure. No, I mean, again, those are all valid things. But the the way how I see this, I just I just believe that the market markets are efficient and they're going to price in the properties of Bitcoin. And compared to all these things, uh, this is there's no way this is not going to win. But you're right. I can't say that with certainty, you know. Oh, no, by the way, did you know that? Sorry, go on. I think there's, I know, I think there's huge risks to think more than five years down the line. I think. Also, there's econ economic, you know. We've never, we, we haven't had a, a, a deflationary currency like this in a long time. But we don't know how that's going to affect the world, or or, or how that's going to affect Bitcoin, and what governments are going to do about that. You know, if, yeah. if Bitcoin, if governments can't incentivize people to spend money and generate growth how are they can react because that's all they've done since you know i've been born that's all i've known that's all mm -hmm. you've known so it's, it's a well you know what people on twitter their argument for hyper bitcoinization is and they're just going to say that well the savings are going to be better but people are still going to spend for like food and all these things and whatever you know but let me. Mm -hmm. You're talking about like uh, government risk, and I just feel like in, in regulation is that's actually a more real one. Did you notice there's a new fucking draft from the FATC? Yeah, well, it's a draft, but I mean, I don't want to upset my local regulators, but you know that they, they don't have the expertise right now. I think, yeah, no, I don't think regulation will change things much. It just may delay the inevitable. And from a UK point of view, it will push things offshore, which is what people but, like but, me do already. I think from the US, we, we, we've already seen what bad regulation does in the US. We, we had the, the bit license. Exactly. And the, the New York, was it, Born, was it Ben Lorsky? He was arrogant about it and basically came out with his regulation thinking, we're New York, we're going to dominate. All the Bitcoin startups left. They went to Silicon right. Valley, they went to Austin and, you know, ended up being a clusterfuck, let's be clear. So yeah. this is all that's going to happen. Well, that is very true. Like, uh, there's no point in fighting that. There is that just a draft. And I don't know if you remember, but like half a year ago, the same thing were also proposed uh, at a local level here in the UK. And when the, the way they do this regulation, you can write to them and they're going to review it and they're going to change it. Because this whole like KYC even for developers and stuff, that, that's exaggerated. That just doesn't make any sense. That's beyond anything else, you know? Yeah. And how are they going to stop? I mean... Yeah, I know you're a Bitcoin maximalist, but we, we have to we have to look at the whole DeFi space. Are they going to suddenly shut that down? Yeah, I, I, they're not going to be able to. That's impossible to enforce. Well, anyway, okay, uh, let's move on. So on the next uh, topic here, we have speaking that things are going into mainstream and we see a lot of growth. We have PayPal here launches crypto checkout service. Now, from what I understand here um, and what people are talking because I haven't used this, the way they do it, you can only use bitcoins that it that it's in their own ecosystem. What does this mean? So if you're if you have a PayPal account, you can buy Bitcoin, but you don't get the Bitcoin. You get exposure to Bitcoin. So the Bitcoins are in the in the um, global uh, PayPal wallet, whatever they have, and only you can only use these bitcoins that are actually in this ecosystem, as far as I understand. Comments. Yeah, I think we've experienced that before with Revolut. It yep. gives people exposure to Bitcoin. Um, you don't hold it. That's a personal choice. I think that's fine. Um, it's not what I would use. It's not what you would use. But again, it's it's creating demand for Bitcoin. PayPal have to buy that Bitcoin. It's you know, 
it's it's what we want yeah i think people are a, a bit like you know um reactive when it comes to things like this and they get very like as you said territorial and they're just like oh they're attacking bitcoin by doing this i was like i don't know if they are they, there's a big company they have different like you know um things that they have to do and they just got into bitcoin now so they have to take it easy you know yeah it's it's one of these things in bitcoin everyone's a libertarian until you go against bitcoin it's like i you know i do have an issue with a lot of these bitcoin maxists that 100 that you know criticize icos criticize and, or, or demand regulation left right and center i said well no bitcoin was illegal once bitcoin's a shit coin it's a shit coin you know people called bitcoin a scam you know, don't be libertarian to suit the Bitcoin narrative. And as soon as someone else does something creative or, you know, it's very libertarian that PayPal offer a service the way they're doing it. That's fine. Let them. They're allowed don't to. Don't use them. Don't, don't use yeah. them. They're gonna, then they're going to starve. No one is going to buy their product if you yeah. should, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I, you know, I speak, for my job, I speak to a lot of institutions. It was the PayPal accepting Bitcoin that really got them to smell the coffee. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. But do you remember also in 2013 there were some uh, there was some news about PayPal and Bitcoin. There were, there was this thing called Brain or something like that, or Green Tree or something like that. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And then it made news then, but uh, it's probably like what is it now? Eight years later, uh, they actually implemented it, I guess. Well, look, in the UK we have the same thing. A lot of people buy Bitcoin via Revolut and Toro. They don't have it. Yeah. It's fine. It brought people into the ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know. I think that uh, everyone just is, has this like overprotective mom syndrome somehow, where it's like you either do the best thing in the world, or if not, anything has to rain on you and you have to change your mind immediately. Yeah. And, 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 Wait, and, you... and all these services are going to somehow like fuck you over and you're going to lose all your money. You're going to end up on the street because you bought Bitcoin on Revolt, which is like absurd yeah. when you think about well, you, it. You get that. Was that that true Scotsman thing? There's never a yes. truer Scotsman. Like, I'm a better yeah. Scotsman than you. I'm more of a Bitcoiner than you. I think it's a bit yeah. like the samurai stuff. Who's the better Bitcoiner? This just becomes nonsense. It is nonsense. It really yeah. is nonsense. And at the end of the day, I don't know the way I would see this. If you think this is shit and this is bad, well, that's great because you, that means you have asymmetric information and you're going to steal their lunch. Create a competing business, offer the proper services with a better UX, and then show them they're stupid. I mean, that's how it, that's how it should work in a capitalistic world, I guess, if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. No, we've got to, we've got to be... Um, we can't be libertarian Austrian economics when it suits us. It's got to be full blown. You, you have a, yeah, you, you allow PayPal to buy Bitcoin and not give them shit about it. No one's stuck. No one's forcing you to use them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like these people. It's like they have a stake in the company or whatever, and they have a, a, a thing to say. You know. But it's, it's just Twitter, man. Everything gets compressed. And someone in, you know, it's a bad environment for this. We we talked about this a lot mm -hmm. of times. Well, anyway. Uh, speaking of this, uh, we have here. So, even in that, so in that article, it says that, uh, oh my God, look at uh, they are f they are allowing people. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention. So, if you receive Bitcoin, they're gonna give you fiat if you're a merchant, right? And then the woman says, compared to Tesla, who on the other hand, they're keeping the Bitcoin and they're not using the nodes. And I have a thread here on Twitter from BTC Pay Server, and apparently there was a vulnerability. And they fixed it, I think. And mm -hmm. uh, it says here in the thread, we want to thank Tesla for submitting the disclosure that led to these fixes and helping us uh, with remediation. Thank you for contributing to the community and helping uh, keep our data safe. What do you think about this? I mean, look, software has bugs. And you know, I think one of the things in crypto is probably 
how many people are actually building software in the ecosystem? Probably 0.1%. And, you know, software equals bugs. The more soft code you write, the more bugs you have. And I think it's a good thing that, you know, Tesla using BTC pay server, I think that's great. And they're going to find issues. I mean, that's, that's the way it should be. They're not a commercial company. Well, I don't, so. I'm not, I, don't, I don't want to comment like, of course, software has bugs. I'm just trying to say, like, aren't you fucking surprised that Tesla actually uses it? And this is how they say they're using it. That's the news here. It's like, what? And well, they, I, think, I think Tesla is all about cutting out the middleman. I mean, yeah, OK, we all like Tesla cars. Or I don't know if you do. I, I've never actually driven one. Me but when, I'm, when I was in the US, they were making more noise for kind of doing away with the dealerships. Yeah. So like in the US, like all these local dealerships had this kind of like local mafia where they controlled it and they just went and bypassed all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very much them bypassing like a, some sort of payment processing mafia, which is what they've right. essentially done. They've said, no, we don't have to accept payment by visa. We don't have to accept payment by this I don't know, fast pay service or something. Or Right. Well, yeah, that is very true. Um I, I went on their website, to be honest with you. I wanted to see how it looks to buy. I wasn't going to buy one. But um, I don't think it, it, it didn't work when I tried to use it, you know. But definitely, like, I mean, uh, if you think, like, uh, Sailor is doing a lot of, like, uh, CO evangelizing, like the Tesla thing that definitely made a lot of people be like, this is for real, you know. Well, I think it was great. I think, you know, they didn't use something like BitPay. I think it feels one of Michael Saylor's companies who, you know, he's kind of said some weird things about Bitcoin. Like, you know, censorship resistance, not that bad, good, not that important, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, you know, at least, you know, I mean, Elon Musk is doing weird stuff with Dodge. We all accept that. But, you know, the company are doing it right. I mean, yeah, who knows? Maybe you'll, you'll, you'll have to use Lightning in the car soon to pay for <laughs> certain services. I mean, it's it's they're trying to do a good job, I think. I'd be curious to see what happens. Yeah, that is very true. Well, we're going to have to we're gonna have to see. Okay, uh, we have an, another news here right now. Let's talk about this one. So blockchain.com, it's... It's the oldest wallet I fucking know, man. Like, ever since I got into Bitcoin, I used it. It was the first one you go. It used to be on blockchain.info. That was a domain. And they also had the Block mm. Explorer, which, by the way, uh, everyone used. And it was really nice. They really nailed it. It just had a bootstrap theme on it, but it worked really fine. Uh, and it was the most used wallet. But there was this problem. They didn't have SegWit. And it's like, what, four years now since SegWit was activated. And only now, only now, they added SegWit their wallet comments yeah i mean it's a company i know quite well we, we we did some work with them a few times i think i told you around the gold project we were we were involved with um i'm still baffled about how many people use blockchain.com i think they have something like 20 percent of the bitcoin transactions 30 percent. oh wow and yeah it's disappointing that it took so long but i think the aunt the attitude has always been it wasn't a high priority and their customers weren't asking for it and again, being a libertarian, you've got to respect that. I mean, everyone it pissed off everyone. But that was their attitude, and so be it. I have another theory on why this happened. So Pierce Smith, first of all, Roger Ver was an investor in them because he was investing in a lot of things, right? Yes. And, he invested um, in practically every early company. He was the only one. Correct, correct. Yeah. We, we have to give him that, like, by the way. And, and I don't think there was, it was hard back then to do that, you know? And, and there were, that was a lot of money, even for that time that he put in, right? Anyway. Uh, his uh, buddies with this. Now, I there used to be these Bitcoin Cash meetups in London, and I went to some of them because I used mm-hmm. to go to all of them. And Peter showed up with Roger there. 
And I think actually the reason they didn't want, I really honestly think that Roger was telling them not to do it because I talk with a lot of people who worked at this company in different positions from developers and whatever because you know you meet them around, and they all were saying that we don't understand why we don't have it anymore. So that's. I mean, I can't. I can't look. My my relationship with them was through the project I worked with on Coin Shares. We did joke about it a few times. They were just. I got the impression it just wasn't high on their priority list. There was. No, I never. I never noticed any conspiracy theories. They had a. You know, they had a backlog of blockchains they wanted to integrate into their wallet. That was high priority. Yeah, for them, every time they get a new blockchain, that's a potentially new revenue source. How much revenue would they get from SegWit? None. Probably very little. Yeah, that, well, that's the impression I got. Done. I mean, but you Fair can enough. see it from their point of view. Every new token. Now, you know, a lot of Bitcoin maxis would probably sell why they integrating shit coins. But that's probably a better argument than... Than, than than any conspiracy theory. That that was my experience. Then, uh, so. You know what? Actually, that's very true because at the end of the day, they're they're not gonna make any money. This is just doing the right thing, if I say so. And by the way, they're not they're, they wouldn't make money. They would just save save money on their customers' fees, pretty much. But they're not making. It's not like they're gonna pocket that extra fees or something, right? So this would just mean a lot of engineering effort, uh, and just get nothing for it, I guess. So yeah, no, you know that's a, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, Maybe I also was a bit too conspiratorial here. I'll, I'll give you that. But it, it, yeah, it's crazy that, that everyone uses this. And by the way, this was on the April, the first of April released. Keep that in mind, right? And everyone thought it's uh, April Fool's Day. Okay, all right. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, we just have, we have two more topics to go, and this is it. So for the next topic, there's this Twitter um, account that, that that tweets a lot of interesting Bitcoin things. And the last one they tweeted right now is that the Bitcoin uh, uh, market cap is bigger than the GDP of Mexico. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I'm not really sure what to say about that. I mean, that's great, isn't it? It's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, I can't believe it. And it's going to be bigger than a lot of countries. Do you think it's going to be the, the market cap is going to be bigger than any GDP on the, on the face of the earth ever? Yeah, it is. I, I mean, look, if you believe in Bitcoin, we need a high price to, for it to be secure. So I believe in Bitcoin and I want it to see just like you. So then I have to believe that. Um, yeah, no, but, but I mean, do you think that realistically is gonna be, this is going to be worth more than the GDP of any country that's going to exist in 10 years or something like that? I think it has to. Otherwise, it fails. Okay. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I don't know what else is more to say than this, I guess. It's just an interesting statistic to, uh, to throw around. Uh, but it's crazy. It just shows like how how big this got, you know. Anyway, so the, the last topic of the show we have uh, that Goldman Sachs said they're gonna offer uh, digital assets related investment to their private wealth manager cl clients. Comments. I think it comes back to the Gandhi quote: first they laugh at you, then they ignore you, or something, and then they they join you. And I think that's where we are. Yeah. I mean, I, I think by the end, probably by the end of the year, all of these like, you know, big uh, uh, banks that offer wealth management and whatever they're going to offer this, it's just impossible not to have it anymore. No, I, okay. I, these are one of the banks that I've spoken, I've spoken to. They are definitely dealing with lots of clients asking about this. I can tell you that. And I yeah. think, I think this will all change when one of the ETFs get approved. I think that's when we're going to really go crazy. Why do you say? Why do you think that? Because I think a lot of banks can't really offer much Bitcoin to their clients. There's not enough products. From from 
from what they do, they tend to offer exposure via you know, kind of CME futures, etc. An ETF gives them a product they can just say, okay, you want to invest in Bitcoin? Let's go into the blah, blah, blah ETF. Very simple. So, so the idea of the they, ETF is that they could anytime go and ask for the un underlying asset, right? So if they wanted to, to uh, redeem the asset, they could get the asset, right? That's the difference. Yes. Yeah. All right, then. Okay. Well, this is actually very good. And again, not that much to say about it. It's just an interesting thing to mention, I guess. And uh, we're probably going to see more of these things. Well, this was it. This was the show. Nick, where can sure. people find you? commerceblock.com we have an active telegram group or to twitter gregory underscore nico and was um, the link one more time to the mercury wallet mercurywallet.com so that's a separate entity i mean obviously we write the software for it it's kind of related but you know we're gonna i think in the next week i don't want to put pressure on 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 the guys coding it we're gonna have a faucet for state coins and i think that'll make it much more easier to play with and test and get of a feel get kind of a feel all right. Well, that's great. Well, this was the show, folks. And uh, listen, fucking Facebook that like button. Sodomize the subscribe button. All right. Go and show this to everyone you fucking know. And until next time, motherfuckers, keep slinging dick out. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>